Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. ready to debate, Joe. Absolutely not. I've got the beginning of 46 thoughts. Now let's do this. I'm holding my bladder. Let's get at her. <laughs> Jim Carrey as Joe Biden on Saturday Night Live. I uh, I think I laughed less than your average Saturday Night Live broadcast. It could have been my mood. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. You know, whenever you're taking in comedy, mood has a lot to do with it. Oh, heck yeah. Um, I thought my favorite thing of the night was the video they put together with Megan Thee Stallion about seeing the lower half of the face of a girl you just met. I thought that was pretty funny. Oh, with just the whole concept. Yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 Because you meet somebody and they're wearing a mask the whole time. How come you never take that mask off? What do you got going on under there? Like Chris (laughs) Rock says, she might just have one big tooth. That would be disconcerting. Uh, Chris Rock, who I mentioned as the star of the new season of Fargo, which is Woke Fargo. It is so bad. It is an uninterrupted. Well, it's an okay. It's entirely a lecture on like critical race theory and systemic racism that's occasionally interrupted by a plot that seems to be about organized crime. Megan, aye, aye, aye. Megan the Stallion was the musical guest. Shouldn't she be Megan the Mayor? I hate to get all veterinarian on you, but uh, she's or is a, she transgender? She's a stallion. She's clearly a stallion, even as a woman. She just uh, she's packing the. No, I don't know oh. about that, but she's just uh, she's a uh, she is alpha woman. She is an alpha woman, an Amazon no woman, if you will. Um, she sings that WAP song, right? Woman as president. 
Yeah, yes. yeah, she is one of the the artists of that song. I, yes. I'm not sure that's what it stands for, but go on. Uh, anyway, so that was uh, uh, Jim Carrey doing Joe Biden doing a mock opening, uh, uh, kind of making fun of the debate from the other night. So the first serious poll to come out post-debate is the Wall Street Journal NBC poll that came out yesterday in which Biden has got a 14-point lead nationally over Trump, expanding from, I think, 9 to 14. And I don't know if that's, uh, well, you never know if any one poll is accurate. And then even if it is, is that because Biden didn't uh, collapse into a a pool of uh, jello as an old man? Right. And and a number of people, oh, okay, he's fine. I heard he was old and lost it. Mm-hmm. Or was it uh, Trump's interrupting? No, or is the poll wrong? That could uh, both were a factor. Fourteen points with four weeks to go is a lot nationally. Um, but Molly Hemingway, who uh, we've had on a number of times, she tweeted out a poll from October tenth, which would be a couple of days from now. Back in twenty sixteen, Hillary Clinton leads Donald Trump by fourteen nationally in a new CBS poll. So there you have it. So he there won. you have it. According to some accounts, so that um, is so the current polls mean nothing. Although, as you pointed out I don't earlier, know about that but the the undecided number is a lot lower this year. Yeah, this and, this cycle. I should oh say. yeah, and that's huge because the undecideds broke for Trump, and that's how he made up so much ground in such a short amount of time right. in a number of different places. There are almost no undecideds, and Biden was over fifty percent in uh, in that poll. Um, another portion from that poll. He can still have a huge senior moment. Trump oh, yeah. rallies from the vid. I don't know much about Adderall. Does it? Can you just give him a giant shot in the butt every time he has to do a debate? Or they give him off? a big fat shot in the ass. And well, How does that work? I don't know. Because I believe that's what they did. Inside that NBC Wall Street Journal poll, and this might be the most troubling thing to the Trump people, the biggest declines for Trump in the poll came from seniors. Who are now who Trump won over Hillary? Uh, they are now backing Biden by sixty-two to thirty-five. Ah, Twenty-seven point gap. Oh. with seniors. Oh, it would appear that a number of the older crowd that thought, "What the heck? I don't like. It. Let's try something different. Let's try Trump." And I'm like, "Nope, we're not going to do it this time." I don't know. Or maybe they're we'll just see. voting for the oldest guy. The older, the better. Trump was older than Hillary. You have a 90-year-old? Then vote for them. The trend is unmistakable, Jack. Two points make a line. So Trump is still in the hospital there. Walter Reed Medical Center getting the best care in the entire world. The experts say that around day seven or eight, you're at the crucial moment when you got the COVID. You're either going to get better and recover or your immune system is going to kick in and it's going to get really dicey. So help me out now. When and that's we, today we, for oh, Trump. Oh, they're thinking he got it on Monday. Their guess is he got it. four days to develop symptoms. Roughly last weekend. Okay. Um, his first symptoms might have been at the debate. I noticed him being sweaty, and I'd never seen him sweaty before, and it's not like he's new to TV lights. He's been on our TV lights his whole damn life, and I've mm. never seen him sweaty before. Mm. I wonder if he had the symptoms kicking in on... Uh, on Tuesday night at the debate, and maybe even that played a role in the in the way he was. You know, you're feeling a little under the weather. You're a little crankier. You're, you're yeah. overcompensating a little. Yeah. Yes. It's certainly That's possible. some good analysis I, right I, there. He was extra sweaty. Yeah. And um, he didn't do a COVID test that night. At least that's what they're saying. Or he, did he? He got there too late to do the official test before the debate, so they just went on the 
uh, honor system saying they said, yeah, he, he took he took one earlier today. He takes one every day. If I'm there for the debate and I find out I got the vid, I just steer clear of everybody. I do the debate. Or especially if it's one of those quickie tests that are often wrong. Mm-hmm. It showed positive, but they're wrong a lot and I feel OK. So and then the next day is when the symptoms started to kick in. Yeah. He did seem a little crabby. <laughs> Which you will be if you might have a dread disease. Coronavirus! That's but, right, Cardi B. Another WAP singer, woman as president. I don't think that's what it... Well, um, Must have heard the radio edit. So we're a weekend, so now he's at the crossroads of uh, Recoveryville and... and D's D. Uh, well, and, and God Help You Boulevard. Um, or, or certainly scare, the road to Scaryton. The statistics are, even for a guy at his age, with his weight, uh, 90% of people recover. So, statistically... Now, 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 are you using 90% as... Don't die. 90% don't die. Right, but are you using 90% like people do in ca- casual conversation? No, I'm using it in actual mathematics. But 10% of fat 74-year-olds do die. Yeah, okay. which is higher than any of the other numbers. Oh, because sobering. Like half a 1%. Of, uh, you know, the rest of people die. Right. Fat 55-year-olds, for instance. Yeah. Or whatever, yeah. Yeah, one in ten is is more than I'd like, but uh, the, the, by far the most likely thing is he lives through this. But he is going to be off the campaign trail, down 14 in at least one poll, mm-hmm. um, for the next week or so with only four weeks to go. Doesn't, yeah. Doesn't help any. Any chance, nothing changes anything, right? Nothing moves anybody's needle. I was wondering over the weekend, you know, any sort of rallying around, he battled the disease and now he's okay, anything, nothing, get that nothing out of that? could move at a point or two, maybe Biden has a big senior moment, Kamala looks, Kamala looks terrible in the Veep debate, but again, as we said uh, prior to the first presidential debate, she would have to be so horrible, the Alphabet Networks, the WAPO, and the New York Times feel obliged to report it. And what with the uh, young militants running their newsrooms? I mean, she would have to, I don't know, declare her fealty to the Communist Party of America or something. Punch, punch Pence. Punch, Pence punchers? Um, yeah, that's just, I, it's, it's unlikely. Trump is down two touchdowns with two and a half minutes to go. Say in that terms again. of the polls. Say that again. He's down two touchdowns with two and a half minutes to go. Oh, okay. Yeah, does, that, does he have the ball it. in this scenario? Yeah, does he have the ball? How many, yes, time, he has how many the time ball. ounces does he have? All of them. Okay. Jeez. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, yeah, but that's, you know. His tight end is out with a knee strain, but, but both of his top two receivers are, are strong. His offensive line, one guy's uh, he's hobbled, but he's okay. How deep do you want to go He's hurt, with this? but he's not injured. Well, he right. <laughs> He's toughing it out. Rub some dirt on it and get back in there. How's the weather? Is it a rainy day? Ooh, that's that's a, a, no, it's yeah. a perfect day for football. Okay, okay. all right. All right. How's, oh, their, how's their running game been the whole game? <laughs> Speaking of which, uh, I was thinking I mean, about is everybody, this. Can everybody anticipate a pass, or has the running game been pretty strong? Are they going to bite on the play action? Well, really obviously, yeah, exactly. they're mostly going to throw the ball. They, they're down two touchdowns with two and a half minutes to go. They're not going to establish the running attack at this point in the game. What kind of a question is that? <laughs> There's probably an old saying to address this. Uh, change the topic here. Um, different it, horses for different courses. It's obvious how I uh, how I make my living doing this. I had a lovely weekend. Uh, Friday, played some golf with friends, went out to dinner. It was gas. It was fabulous. But Saturday and Sunday, hard manual labor in the yard, 
trimming and pruning and hauling and moving a giant wood pile and the rest of it. No earbuds, no nothing. Mm. Just quiet and 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 manual labor. I regular, I, I very rarely work without uh, listening to something. Yeah, probably I just, not good for me. But. I'd rather be. I just. I don't know. I've come to believe that your brain desperately needs quiet. Sure. But, um, but the man who makes his his labor makes his living with his back, it's probably going to be reading, right, or watching TV or playing video games or something like that. A man who makes his living with his back is probably not busting his ass on the weekends. Is there some saying that, you know, you make your living with your brain, you want to hear something, something, or, I don't know, you got to, it's cleansing, right? Yeah. Resting. I got to rest my brain. It's not, it's not very good anyway. So, you know. Relaxation is a lot about changing up what you normally do. Yeah, changing up the pattern. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, boy, I got a lot, of, lot done, too. find that so satisfying. I don't know why. The world doesn't care whether that tree looks better than it did before. But for some reason, I find it very satisfying. Uh-huh. I don't know. I till it. Is it some sort of primal tilling the earth thing? It's got to be. When uh, when we first moved to our house and we were like um, uh, growing grass hay before we got all the goats out there, um, I'd run these giant Before sprinklers. you switched to marijuana. <laughs> 25 acres of marijuana. Not for on the air. So sorry. So sorry. 20 acres of poppy. Oh, man. What are you, the Taliban? <laughs> I'm those people that live up in the hills in Ozark. What's that family? Oh, yeah, I remember them. Yeah. Scary-ass folk oh, there. God, I'd say. <laughs> Ooh, that that uh, wife? Oh. Yikes. Ooh, not with yours. You um, hear what I'm saying? <laughs> um, what was I saying? Oh, when I would water these fields, first, I, I, I would feel that I would turn on the giant sprinklers and be watering that grass, and I would get this feeling of... Like accomplishment and calm and satisfaction that I hardly get from anything. Yeah, and I thought that's got to be some sort of primal tilling the earth, agricultural something. Yeah, probably, it doesn't make any sense to to be that, or even mowing the yard. Right, is you, more you pleasurable know the way to the grocery store, for instance. Yeah. You don't need to till the earth. No. And yet it's incredibly appealing. Even mowing the yard does that. And yeah. it gives a, a level of satisfaction beyond cleaning the house, lots of other things that should be similar, but they're different. Right. There's something to do with the, the you know, whenever whenever human beings got into agriculture. Yeah. The, the manipulation. Tens of thousands of years ago. The, the manipulation's wrong, but the bending of the environment to suit your needs. That's I think, it. I think there, there's there. a. You said it better. Without, That's it. Without me, this wouldn't have happened. I am making, you know, turnips from dirt or yes, whatever. It's, it's not the a environment. power thing. It's no, no. a... It's going to help me stay alive. Yeah. It's going to help my kids stay alive. So right. provide for me and those that I care about and et cetera. It's got to be something like that. By pruning a tree to make it more symmetrical. Well, you're tricking your brain. Your brain doesn't... Well, with that, <laughs> your stupid brain. Aesthetically <laughs> well, pleasing. Right. Is, you know, you are, you are creating order from chaos. There it is. There it is, because the natural tendency of the universe is entropy, chaos. Uh, Fantastic. There you go. I'm fighting entropy, like the brave little warrior I am. There you go. Well, we figured it out. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. A 
seven-year-old boy in Pennsylvania set a new world record by bouncing on a pogo stick over 2,000 times in a row. Said the boy's parents, open the schools. <laughs> a new law has been passed in California requiring companies to have more diversity in their board of directors, which is how I forced my way onto the board of BET. <laughs> BET. There's going to be some changes around here. Yeah, that's a big deal, um, this prop they're voting on in California to 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 force diversity, which is, on its face, racist. You have to be racist to do it. Right. Uh, it's, uh, it's a big deal, especially for constitutional lawyers looking for a quick paycheck. It is clearly unconstitutional. The idea that a state could tell you what the racial composition of your board of directors must be. Racial slash sexual slash gender. I mean, it's it's absurd on its face. So I've got more on the race stuff coming up, uh, so I don't want to wear you out on that Wall Street Journal. The guy, the guy who briefed President Trump on critical race theory that caused Trump to end it in our government wrote an op-ed in the Wall Street Journal about it today. Interesting. And it's pretty good. So we'll get to that in that segment. Uh, on a similar, unfortunately, but different topic, came across this tweet yesterday from someone who calls himself journalist Katie. Dear men, stop holding the door open for women when entering a store. This implies that you believe women are incapable of doing things for themselves and that you view them as incompetent. This can be compared to buckling the seatbelt of a toddler or putting a leash on a dog. Was her tweet. You're an idiot. Yeah. I don't know if I've ever run across anybody who actually had that attitude. I know some people do. Yeah. Yeah, I've heard about it more like secondhand. Anyway, uh, it's a lot like it's the uh, conspiracy theory. Oh, no, my, my cousin's friend. No, it happened to them friend all the of time. A friend, yeah. yeah. I, I don't know, although she seems to be speaking in the first person. Yeah. It's what's known as projecting, by the way, in psychology. Somebody else tweeted, true story. First day of undergrad, I opened the door for a woman behind me who proceeded to scream at me for a solid couple of minutes to explain how I had disgraced and insulted her. Uh, so you coming in or not? <laughs> Folks, uh, excuse the uh, the salty language, but uh, I think my response to that would be, I hold the door open for dudes, too, you crazy bitch. Yeah. Um, the president is still in the hospital, and uh, he's clearly better because he's tweeting like crazy. To me, he must have been in a, a bit of a bad situation over the weekend because he wasn't tweeting. I, I, honestly, I'm, I honestly think that means something. Yes, I do, too. I had uh, Somebody sent us an email that said, no, the president, I have this on good authority, has 10 people who handle his Twitter account. For no, me, for no, no. Judging way. by no the, uh, the tweets so far, they are pure Trump. Yeah. Today is the last day to register to vote in Arizona, Florida, Georgia, Ohio, and Texas. Click below for more voter information. He is tweeting stuff like, Second Amendment, <laughs> vote! Don't let them steal it. Vote. That sort of stuff. Your 401k. Vote. In all caps. That's why we're shouting. Right. So, yeah, I think he's feeling better and tweeting like crazy. There you go. Let's hope he stays on the road to healthville. And not, you know, takes the turn to a mortality junction. (laughs) Biden's doing a town hall tonight. I'm sure we'll have some clips out of that tomorrow. So critical race theory. What is it? Coming up in just a second. Armstrong and Getty. 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year, equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats, even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com news. That's LifeLock.com news to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Maybe you remember this from last Tuesday night. Vice President Biden. Nobody's doing that. He's just, he's oh, you, racist. You, you just don't know. Here's the deal. I, I know a lot more about you this. Don't know. Let him finish. The fact is that there is racial insensitivity. People have to be made aware of what other people feel like, what, what insults them, what is demeaning to them. It's important that people know they don't want to. Many people don't want to hurt other people's feelings, but it's a, it makes a big difference. 
It makes a gigantic difference in the way a child is able to grow up and have a, self, a sense of self-esteem. It's a little bit like how this guy and, and his friends look okay, down that's, on... Uh, that, 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 that makes the point we needed to make there. They brought up critical race theory. Chris Wallace brought up critical race theory, clearly not knowing what it is. I don't think Joe Biden knows, knows what it is either. It was being taught... It's being taught in our schools at all levels and uh, was being taught our public schools that we're paying for and was being taught in various uh, government agencies. And Trump ended that. And Trump said, well, I'll read this from I'll read this uh, from the opinion piece in The Wall Street Journal today by a guy named Christopher Rufo. He's the guy that explained critical race theory to Trump that caused Trump to do what he did. The truth about critical race theory. Moderator Chris Wallace asked President Trump during last week's debate why he directed federal agencies to end racial sensitivity training that addresses white privilege or critical race theory. Mr. Trump answered, I ended it because it's racist. Participants were asked to do things were absolutely insane. They were teaching people to hate our country. Nobody's doing that, Joe Biden replied, as you just heard. Wow. He's wrong, says this dude in the Wall Street Journal. My reporting on critical race theory in the federal government was the impetus for the president's executive order. So I can say with confidence that these training sessions had nothing to do with developing racial sensitivity. As I document in detailed reports for City Journal and the New York Post, critical race theory training sessions in public agencies have pushed a deeply ideological agenda that includes reducing people to a racial essence, segregating them, and judging them by their group identity rather than individual character, behavior, and merit. The examples are instructive. At a series of events at the Treasury Department and federal financial agencies, Diversity trainer Howard Ross taught employees that America was, quote, built on the backs of people who were enslaved and that all white Americans are complicit in a system of white supremacy by automatic responses to the ways we're taught. That's a heck of a thing. Can you picture a bunch of Treasury Department employees being told that? Uh, What now? (laughs) What am I I supposed to do with this information then? All white Americans are complicit in a system of white supremacy. I am? Who hired you? Why am I paying for this? Right. In a company, Why are you teaching my children this? In accompanying documents, Mr. Ross argues that whites share an inborn oppressive streak. Whiteness, employees are told, includes white privilege and white supremacy. Consequently, whites struggle to their own struggle with their own racism. And he instructs managers to conduct listening sessions in which black employees can speak about their experience and be seen in their pain, while white employees are instructed to sit in their discomfort and not fill the silence with your own thoughts and feelings. Right. I would get up and leave the room, I think, before I did that. Or maybe the smart part of me would say, this is your job. You know, just daydream and nod your head. Let's see. Just say yes, sir. No, sir. And don't say anything else. Why? That sounds familiar. You're supposed to there. Racism. You're instructed to quote. I'm quoting now from the government training that Joe Biden said is not happening. You're instructed to quote, sit in your discomfort and not fill the silence with your own thoughts and feelings Mm. as you listen to what an awful person you are just because you're white. Um, Did the government just essentially order me to remain silent if I wanted to keep my job. It's obviously unconstitutional. Right. 
Members of the group you're allying with, Mr. Ross says, are not obligated to like you, thank you, feel sorry for you, or forgive you. For training like this, Mr. Ross and his firm have been paid $5 million over mm. 15 years, according to federal disclosures. Yeah, it's like Ibram X. Kendi and that uh, horrible woman whose name I can never recall, which is fine, who wrote White Fragility, Robin, what's her name, whatever it is. D'Angelo. Uh, Robin D'Angelo. They're all making piles of money in in getting compliant white sheep to sit there and say, oh, yes, yes, please lecture me. Hit me again. I love it. And then when Trump ends it, he's asked by Chris Wallace, and the media has no idea what they're talking about, why would you want to end racial sensitivity training? All right, because he has no idea. Uh, we've been talking about this at the Sandia National Laboratories, which developed technology for America's nuclear arsenal. Executives held a racially segregated training session for white male employees. The three-day event, which was led by a company called White Men as Full Diversity Partners, set the goal of examining white male culture and making the employees take responsibility for their white privilege, male privilege, and heterosexual privilege. Man, I got all three of those. In one of the opening exercises, the instructors wrote on a whiteboard that white male culture can be associated with white supremacists, KKK, Aryan Nation, MAGA hat, and mass killings. <laughs> wow. On the Other fi- than that, we're great. On the final day, the trainers asked employees to write letters to women and people of color. One participant apologized for his privilege and another pledged to be a better ally. I have to write a letter. Wow. At the Department of Homeland... These are straight out of communist struggle sessions. It really is. It's it's out of the Cultural Revolution. It's out of Orwell. It's absolutely amazing. And when Trump ended it, all the press on it was negative. Partially, some of the people in the media do understand it and agree with this crap. Mm-hmm. Most of them have no idea what they're talking about. Why would you not want racial sensitivity training? At the Department of Homeland Security, diversity trainers held a session on microaggressions based on the work of psychologist Daryl Sue. In his academic work, Mr. Sue argues that white Americans have been fed a racial curriculum based on falsehoods, unwarranted fears, and the belief in their own superiority. That'd be white supremacy. And thus have, and thus have been socialized into oppressor roles. Trainers taught Homeland Security employees that the myth of meritocracy and colorblindness is a foundation of racist microaggressions and micro inequities. Ah. The myth of meritocracy meritocracy right. and colorblindness. That's that whole thing that's caught on like in the last couple of months that's saying, hey, I'm colorblind, I don't see color is just one hundred percent straight up racist. Mm-hmm. Which is right. wild. Yeah. I mean, you talk about um war is peace. Truth is lies, you know, the Orwell stuff. That right. that is um, you just said your color racist is the most racist yeah. thing of all. Yeah, it's something. I came across some other stuff Chris Rufo wrote that last month the Department of Education funded organization hosted a conference on abolishing the United States. Leaked documents from the keynote session encouraged teachers to quote, these are your teachers in your kids' schools now, create disruption, abolish capitalism, and tear down America. Honest to goodness. According to the minutes from the session, the keynote speaker, one Bettina Love, opened by saying that America has oppressed people of color for 400 years. There's some truth to that, of course. And that teachers must, quote, consciously tear down a system that oppresses people and build a new world. I'm pretty troubled that there haven't been more government employees that went through this training that didn't, like, you know, get this out, tweet out this stuff, screen capture it, whatever. Some did. I mean, we've been talking about it for a while. But the fact that Department of Homeland Security uh, people were taught, the trainers insisted that statements such a, as America is the land of opportunity 
everybody can succeed in this society if they work hard enough. And I believe the most qualified person should get the job are racist and harmful. Right. Merely code for people of color are lazy and or competent and need to work harder. How did more people not rise up against this as they were being trained to do this in the Department of Homeland Security? Is that because so many bureaucrats are lefties? Yeah, that's part of it. Plus, it's the seducing people with verbiage they think they understand. They hear racist, and they think, well, I don't want to be that. But then these people call everything that opposes their plans racist. It's like President Trump. This is the most racist thing I've seen in my lifetime. Oh, I know. It's unbelievable. Straight out of Nazi Germany. Um, the president, That's officially sanctioned by the government. Right. Uh, oh, what was I going to say? Uh, it flitted out of my mind. Oh, um, uh, go on. Sorry. To it'll, it'll up, come back. To any fair-minded observer, <laughs> you remind me of the... Oh, that's right. I was going to say the president, um, he did such a poor job of handling the, do you disavow white supremacists thing, even though he's disavowed them many, many times. What he was trying to say is, yeah, but the problem is you call everybody white supremacists. And there are some groups that I don't think are, but you say they are. You forgetting what you were going to say reminded me of Jim uh, Carrey doing his Joe Biden on Saturday Night Live. (laughs) Ah, I lost it. It's up there somewhere. Come back to daddy. (laughs) So true. (laughs) So true. Uh, To wrap this up, to any fair-minded observer, these are not racial sensitivity trainings, as Mr. Wallace described them at the debate. They're political indoctrination sessions. While this, while this misrepresentation is a disappointment, it isn't a surprise. Progressive activists and their media enablers routinely manipulate words to conceal the truth um, and go through the whole violent riots have become mostly peaceful protests, etc., etc. But when the debate shifts from generalizations to specifics, progressives will find themselves defending the indefensible. I was hoping that would happen during the debate. And, you know, it's on the candidate. The guy that can fix that is the candidate that's on stage. Trump had plenty of time to say, wait a second, let me tell you some of the things that they were training Homeland Security employees in. And it right. wouldn't lay them out the way they just were there in that article. Yeah. But he, he doesn't. He didn't have them at his fingertips. Not, or, his, not his strength. Because he, this guy's absolutely right. If this stuff was laid bare to America, I think most of Americans say they're doing what now? Right. Agreed, 100%. I have a couple more examples. Some of the indoctrination, if we can squeeze them in. It's mind-blowing that this has actually been happening and is happening in our schools. Oh, my God. Your poor kids that don't know any better, they only know what they're taught. Yep. And these poor kids, that's a crime that this is occurring. And it's occurring everywhere, coast to coast. Not everywhere, but uh, a lot of places. Grade school, middle school, high school, and obviously universities. Yeah, and don't be watching that Zoom class because the teacher doesn't want you hearing it. It's troubling. More on this coming up. Show. I haven't heard this. The premise is what news anchors sound like at home. Morning live here in the kitchen. Your time now is 5.52, and we're trying to figure out what we'd like for, for dinner. So the options are right now lasagna, chicken fettuccine alfredo, or a ribeye. If you can help us out here, we'd love to hear from you. Send us an email at 7abc.com and let us know what the choice is. 
for tonight. Robert. All right, Jeanette, thanks. In the meantime, I am checking that poll, and a lot of people seem to be in favor of that stake. Uh, when I say a lot of people, of course, I mean me. So when that stake is done, let me know. I like it medium rare, as you know. And when it's done, I will meet you at the dining room table. <laughs> That's a married couple who are news anchors? Yeah, yeah. They, right? they both host different uh, news morning shows, things, or whatever. They, oh, boy. They, they we're just having a little fun, folks. This just in. Joe Biden says he'll debate Trump on October 15th if the scientists say it's safe. Ooh, he allowed himself an out. Science. We're going to listen to the data. We're going to listen to the scientists. <laughs> You know, I have more examples of the utterly repugnant uh, woke theory being shoved down people's throats. But uh, wake up, thank you, thank you, by these various leading lights. But a lighter side of this: James Lindsay, who's a friend of the Armstrong and Getty Show, uh, co-author of Cynical Theories, which we'll be uh, talking about on a podcast in the coming weeks, and a frequent uh, Twitter presence on this topic. Tweeted the other day, and I loved it. Bring a little humor to this thing. We really need a line of, yo, some kind of person is so woke, jokes. Like, yo mama's so woke, she unadopted her black kids to decolonize their upbringing. Wow. Stuff like that. <laughs> and then he follows up with the number of people already saying this is a really bad idea. Makes me think it's a really good idea. First joke offered by a different person. Your mama's so woke when she goes to Mexican restaurant, she orders burritixes and takixes. <laughs> That's pretty good. <laughs> Your mama's so woke, she refuses the mama term for parental units with a cervix who chest fed you during your mom-gendered birth. But that's too long, so just call them Todd. What? what? Chest um, fed you? You humixin so gender fluid... They removed their testicles and installed magnets so they can detach and attach depending on their current gender. Wow. Aw. Yo, teacher's so woke, she taught you the famous war to protect slavery quote was, don't fire until you see the supremacist parts of their eyes. Wow, see, you gotta unpack that one. (laughs) It's the war to protect slavery. Mm Mm-hmm. Instead of the Revolutionary War, because that's part of critical race theory. Absolutely. That the Revolutionary War was just to protect slavery, which is utterly ridiculous. Utterly, factually ridiculous. Don't fire till you see the supremacist parts of their eyes. And finally, I like this one. Um, Your mama's so woke she'd wear a mask while driving, but she doesn't own a car, obviously. Because that would pollute the environment. <laughs> So oh uh, the Heat beat the Lakers last night. It's now yeah, it's now two yeah. one. I was investing in brooms, but uh, yeah, not all investments come up <laughs> come up rosy. You know, sometimes they go down. Sure, sure. Um, <clears throat> well, you can still sweep with it. You're home. <laughs> and then what's going on with the Major League Baseball playoffs? They're still doing it. Ongoing. It's on. <laughs> I don't know. That's the not NBA's much of an update. <laughs> the NBA's dead to me, and I'm just only kind of half paying attention to baseball. Okay, who's it most likely going to be? Dodgers playing who? Um, durr. who comes out of the uh, Houston again? American League. Uh, I've actually remember. seen a decent amount of talk surrounding Houston. I don't oh, know. I don't wow, know if they've, something. they've re-upped their their cheating mechanisms or well, what. So that but. means that they weren't just. <laughs> So they weren't just cheating. They were cheating, but they were pretty good also. Oh, curveball. Breaking ball. That means they were pretty good also. Oh, yeah. Of course, when you get to that level, of course you get they a won two, like 
90% of their games at home to get into the playoffs. Yeah. Well, also, there's this... In professional sports, I don't think people realize how little of a difference there is between the best team in the league and the worst team in the league. Sure. Yeah. They're, they're not as different as you'd like to think. Right. They're all... You have to be so great to right. make the team at to, all. To even get up to that level, yeah. you are a phenomenal team. And then, yeah, so it only takes a small amount of nudging to turn you into a juggernaut mm. because you are all, are, you're already so close to being Like cheating, for instance. Yeah. Like out-and-out out cheating. Yeah. yeah. That helps. It is now my... Incredible privilege to present final thoughts with these moron arms wrong and Getty. Glad to see you're feeling better, sir. Yeah, sounds pretty good there. Here's yeah. your host for final thoughts, Joe Getty. Why not get a final thought from everybody on the crew? Michelangelo presses the buttons in the control room. Michael, final thought. And I just got a text that the printer in my house is out of ink. You know, 2020 just can't get any no, worse. No, it can't. Right, <gasps> one after another. Positive Sean, our producer, has a final thought. I'm not a huge fan of what SNL has become, where they don't even really do like sketches or parody. They they just do like poorly done reenactments of news events, and they pass it off as comedy because they have a studio audience or something. I don't know. I di- I didn't enjoy it a ton. There was yeah, a couple. Yeah, I, did, I didn't either. And I I went you know I went into it open minded, and I don't care about the bias and everything like that. I just eh. it, it's just, I don't you know. had four months to come up with this, and you got so, you got famous people doing your bits now. Like just use your cast member. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> Jack, final thought for us? Yeah, so is this pirate movie that came out on Netflix for kids, was that new over the weekend? I think it was new. My kids said it was new. new do you know anything about that? I don't know. I'm unfamiliar with it. I shall do some uh, some digging for you. Anyway, the one that's on there now with Hugh Grant as the pirate for your kids, that's a good one. We, uh, we did a family movie night. Really, really scored big with the children if you're desperate for entertainment, as we all are. Ah, nice. Okay. Uh, my final thought, I'm sitting here with my feet somewhat uncomfortable as the shoes I'm wearing are too tight. I've had them for a decade, maybe a dozen years. I'm going to give it five more years, and if they still hurt my feet, I'm getting rid of them. They've always been too tight? Yes, but so they're getting like slightly less too tight. So it's not like your feet got bigger. I don't think so. They've never been comfortable. You just no. keep, you've just worn them for a dozen years Yes. out of what? Hope. Optimism. Stubbornness. You're not some sort of, like, uh, masochist, are you? <laughs> I don't think so. Armstrong and Getty wrapping up another grueling four-hour workday. So many people have thanks a little time. Go to armstrongandgetty.com. The podcasts are there. You can watch Rochester Police Captain Umbrino. Oh, my gosh. He, he lays out the enormous hypocrisy of so much progressive uh, gun laws and politics is right now. It's just so good. That's at armstrongandgetty.com. Follow us on the Twitter. Won't you? We'll see you tomorrow. God bless America. You having a good time? Okay, I, I did not say okay. that. I've sat here for over three hour and 15 minutes. <laughs> that sucks. If you wish to leave, you may. Let me just say how very, very dismaying and disappointing. Not uh, good. And just change the channel from this mesmerizing horror show. We'll be better tomorrow than we were today. Then we heard the words. It's over for me. Adios, mofo. Okay, so we're, we're, you're, we're dismissed, is that correct? Do you want to rephrase uh, what you're doing and I get it. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., 
we dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty, Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.